Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, or welcome to, if it's your first time, the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for spending a bit of your time with me today. You are not going to regret it. This episode was not planned, but last night I decided to do it first thing in the morning after posting something to my master's club, the Primal Potential Master's Club, and being so challenged in a great way by their responses. They really made me think, and the conversation that happened after I made this post was running through my mind last night and was the theme of my journaling this morning. I had seen something on social media that got me thinking. I shared it with them and I shared my thoughts on it with them. And in just a matter of the first hour after I posted it, there was so much introspection and openness and awareness that came from it. I thought to myself, okay, not only do I need to spend some more time with this first thing tomorrow, but I also want to share it with you. And it kind of stems from a really basic question. What is the need behind your words or your thoughts or your feelings? What is the need that is represented by however you're feeling right now? And if you're not quite sure what I mean, don't worry. We're going to dive into a lot of detail and a lot of examples. But here's the scoop. Oftentimes, we are moving so fast through our days, through our thoughts, that we're just going with that idea that pops into our mind or that feeling that arises from the thing that happens, and we're not questioning it. We're not questioning it to say what's really there. And the byproduct of that is we're often not meeting our needs and we're turning to things, whether it is turning to a feeling like aggravation or overwhelm or frustration, or we're turning to a false solution, food or alcohol or spending money or withdrawing, only because we didn't take that extra 10, 20 seconds to evaluate the need behind what we're saying, what we're thinking, or what we're feeling. I've shared this before, but something happened when I first moved into the house that we're now renovating that has stuck with me, and I probably think about it 10 or 20 times a week. So we had just bought the house, and we knew we were planning to renovate it, but we hadn't started yet. And one of the boyfriend's uncles was over here, and he's a very artistic guy. And we're walking around the house, and I'm sharing with him some of our ideas of what to do. And he said, you know, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. 
and never ever go with your first good idea. He wasn't saying that's a bad idea, don't do it. He said that's a good idea and don't go with your first good idea because it's unexamined. And the reason I think of that isn't because of design. I'm not thinking about that in terms of the renovation, though I guess I do sometimes. I remind myself of that when I have my first reaction to something that happens, whether it's a phone call or an email or a word that somebody says, I remind myself of that when I have my first thought about a situation or my first feeling of overwhelm or my first feeling of anger. Never go with that first thought because it's unexamined. And chances are there's something more complete, more true, more accurate, more valuable, more helpful, more worthwhile. If we just take a second to say, what's really behind that? So that gets me to this post that I saw on Instagram. And it was like two columns, right? And in these two columns side by side were differentiating between what we say and what we really mean, okay? And I took it someplace else, but this is what kind of got my got my thought going. When we say I want or I need, this post said it can mean we feel disconnected. Or this post said, when we say I wish, it means we don't feel in control. I wish I had more time. It means that we don't feel in control of our time. And some of them I agreed with, some of them I didn't, but that really wasn't the point, right? Some of them were true for me, some of them were not true for me. And I started thinking about the things I say often And what is it that I need when I say or I feel that thing? So I posted, I'm going to read you exactly what I posted to the Master's Club. And the Master's Club, for those of you that are like, what is that? The Master's Club is a community of people who have been through three or more rounds of the 12 Weeks to Transformation. So they've been through rookies, they've been through vets once, they've been through vets twice, and then they're eligible to join the Master's Club, which is really just a community of truly epic people who are working collectively to build relationships and make their lives better, period. That's the Master's Club. Okay, this is what I said to the Master's Club. I posted, I saw something on Instagram that was differentiating between what we say and what we mean. It gave a couple examples like when we say I want or I need, it means we feel disconnected or when we say I wish, it means we don't feel in control. It got me thinking about the needs behind my words or feelings. When I feel frustrated, I need to slow down or check my perspective. When I feel annoyed, I need to return to gratitude or reevaluate my expectations. And then I asked them, what about you? Are there some underlying unexamined needs behind the words you say the thoughts you think, or the feelings you feel. That's it. And right away, people started responding. And I'm going to share some of those responses 
But as I saw their responses come in, I actually made myself a note to go back and journal about it the following morning, which is a practice of mine. If I feel like I could grow in a particular area or I could learn something or I could examine something, I typically make a note to journal about it the following day because I journal every single morning. So I started with my journal this morning and I asked myself at the start of the the journal entry, what do I really need when I feel this way? What do I really need when I say these things? What is the need behind some of my most common feelings? Or what is the need behind some of the feelings I wish I didn't have as often? One of the feelings that I wish I didn't have as often is like being pissed off or having my feathers ruffled. So I wrote that in my journal, (laughs) pissed off, feathers ruffled, and I wrote, when I think that way or feel that way, I often feel misunderstood. So there's a need, maybe ahead of time or even after the fact, to be more clear to be more clear in my my outcomes that I'm looking to achieve or to be more clear in the words that I use. And sometimes when I feel pissed off or like my feathers are ruffled, there's an expectation issue, which ties right into being misunderstood or not being clear, right? Maybe I had unspoken expectations that weren't met and now I'm irritated. Well, whose fault is that, right? If I wasn't clear about my expectations, that's on me. Or if I was expecting my type of response from somebody else, that's on me. That's not on them. One of my favorite quotes in the world that has truly become a mantra is don't expect you from other people. Don't expect you from other people. I had a really great conversation with Sarah about this a few weeks ago. I was having, you know, one of those mini meltdowns over the home renovation situation. It's got to be close to six months now that we haven't had a kitchen. And my family isn't around here. Um, But we do have a lot of family on the boyfriend side around here. And we do have friends around here. Nobody offered for us to come over to their home for dinner in the six months we've been without a kitchen and I've been pregnant. And nobody brought us dinner. My mom is an exception to that. She's not local and she did a couple times. And that, I don't share that for pity, like truly, truly, first world problems. We're fine, right? But the reason I share that is because the only reason, the only reason that ruffled my feathers or made me feel hurt or started this train of thought about people not caring is because I was expecting me from other people. Because without a doubt, if anybody in his family was without a kitchen, even for a week, I would offer for them to come over or I would bring them food. But that's me, right? So the gap is 
expecting me from other people. And when I do that, they're not me. So they're not going to show up like I would show up and they shouldn't because they're them. And it creates this this tension that is not their fault. They've done nothing wrong. It is on me expecting myself from others. So going back to when I feel pissed off, when I feel like my feathers are ruffled, I either am feeling misunderstood or I haven't made my expectations clear or I put my expectations on somebody else. So there's either a need to clarify or there's a need to let go. If I don't examine that feeling of being pissed off or having my feathers ruffled, then I'm just angry and I go with that. And it can turn into days or weeks or months. For some folks, years. And for me in some situations, years of negativity. Even if it's not prominent, even if it's not dominant, it's still there. This I see as a massive tool because you know what? I will, again, soon probably, feel instinctively, first thought, first response, pissed off or my feathers ruffled. And if I take a minute, I don't have to carve 20 minutes out of my day. I don't have to carve two minutes out of my day. If I take just 10 or 15 seconds to say, okay, what is the need that I have that is underneath this feeling? Let's not go with that first thought. Let's not go with that first instinct. Just like I don't want to go with that first design idea. Then I have so much more clarity and I avoid so much disappointment or struggle or tension. Another one that I feel or say often that I would rather not feel or say often is I'm so stressed. What is behind that? What is the need behind that feeling or those words? For me personally, when I say I'm so stressed, there's a need to either slow down or to reevaluate my priorities or a need to return to all the ways that I control my outcomes. Because I'm so stressed really reflects I'm not taking control of my time or I'm not living according to my priorities or I'm not in the present moment. Because when I'm really present, I know that all I can do is what I can do right now. So when I'm really in the present moment, I'm not worried about the 14 things that need to get done today, or the 54 things that need to be done before I leave town. No, I'm just right here right now. So when I say I'm so stressed, there's a need to be present. There's a need to remind myself of the ways that I control my outcomes, that the things I'm working on are within my control, and oftentimes there's just a need to slow the frick down. Sometimes they'll say, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And often I've recognized, and I was journaling about this this morning, I often don't say that when I'm sleepy, like it's bedtime and I need to crash. I often say that when I'm doing too many things at once or to go back to I'm stressed when I'm not present. 
when I'm not fully in the moment now. I was thinking about this as I was journaling this morning, trying to challenge myself to see where are those moments recently where I've said I'm exhausted. And what I could think of wasn't like I need to lay down and take a nap. It was processing through everything that needs to be done in that day or that I want to get done in that day and feeling like it was beyond my current bandwidth. But the need in that moment is to remind myself that it all doesn't get done at one time. When I focus just on what needs to happen now or next, I'm totally capable of doing that thing, of doing just that thing. I have these conversations with my clients all the time in this particular week that we're in right now, I've had probably 30 or 40 phone calls with clients. And one of the things that I'll notice as a pattern is freaking themselves out and overwhelming themselves with all the things that they want to change and all of the things that they think they should do. And we eliminate that overwhelm completely when we're like, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about today. Let's talk about the next hour. Let's talk about one thing that would move the needle. What are the commitments you can make for today? And it's so much less overwhelming. It's so much less exhausting. Last one from my reflections, and then I'll share with you some of what was shared in the Master's Club. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated usually means I need to slow down. It reminds me that I'm rushing and that the need is to slow down and return to gratitude. When I am frustrated, if not always, almost always, I've stepped away from gratitude. Right? If I'm frustrated with my work, I'm not thinking about all the things about it that I'm super grateful for. If I'm frustrated with my partner, I've stepped away from gratitude and all of the ways that I appreciate him and all the things that are good. If I'm frustrated with the home renovation, I've stepped away from gratitude that we're doing this, that we're able to do this. So the need behind those words or that feeling, the need is a return to gratitude. To give you guys a few other ideas, one of the uh, things that the Masters Club said, uh, this particular person said, I say I hope a lot, which means I don't feel in control. So I would say the need there is to remind yourself to return to all the ways that you control your outcomes. Same person said, another one I say a lot is I think which I suppose means that I'm not confident in my answer. So maybe there, the need is to take a second to say, what do I know? And is there something I could do to increase my level of confidence in my response or in my choice? Somebody else said, I've been saying it is what it is. I know it's for things that are completely out of my control and I was trying to set it down or let them go. But after typing that, 
it makes me realize that I'm not giving myself credit for the way I respond to those things that I think are out of my control. And she said, I will work on reframing to find a phrase that better serves me. I love that. It is what it is. Yeah, some things are out of our control, but might that also let you off the hook in terms of your response? And might there be a need to own the parts that you can own? Somebody else said, I say, I need to. I need to do this. I need to do that. And they continued, that puts an expectation on me. And it widens my gap. We talked about that in a recent podcast. It widens my gap when I don't get to my unrealistic mile-long list of intentions. When I add one more thing to the list without reevaluating if it's still important or necessary, and I don't take action, my gap gets wider. I have unexamined thoughts of always needing to add more instead of curating a list of priorities that really matter to me. I love that. So when this person says, I need to, the real need is to get clear on the priorities, right? Instead of, I need to go to the grocery store and I need to get this project done, I need to reflect a need to reevaluate priorities. I would love you to think about phrases you often say or feelings that you have that you would rather not have as often. You can also do this on the flip side, right? You can do this with positive phrases and positive feelings for sure. But I, for me, where I have the biggest opportunity for growth is those reactions and those feelings and those responses that don't reflect who and how I want to be. Even if you take five short minutes and you write down some of those common feelings that you would rather not have on a regular basis and ask yourself, what is it that I need when I say this? And then practice the change. It can free up so much energy, so much happiness, so much peace, so much connection. This is something I intend to practice on the regular. And here's one of the ways that I'm going to put it into practice. Because again, this just came from my journaling this morning. I plan to tell the boyfriend and Sarah, and those two specifically because I spend the most time with them, Sarah, while I'm working. So a lot of work stuff, work frustration, work overwhelm is something that she witnesses, but also the boyfriend because he's the one with me most. If I'm upset about something in the house or something with family or any number of things, he also gets a lot of the work stuff as well. And if I say, I have a real need to release expectations of others, to not expect me from them, and I have a real need to return to gratitude. Like if those are my two biggest ones, and maybe there's three or maybe there's five, maybe there's only one, it's all okay. You have my permission to remind me of that when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling exhausted, when I'm expressing that I'm stressed out or anything like that, like you help me here because we all know it's easier to hold somebody else to a standard than it can be to hold ourselves to a standard, right? You have my permission to help me in this area. And then when they do, 
be gracious and be grateful because they're helping you grow. What is the need behind that thought, behind that feeling? You don't have to go with that first instinct, that first impulse. In fact, I hope you won't. Last thing, last thing, big thing. Registration opens up for our winter 12 weeks to transformation on December 11th, but it only opens up on December 11th to folks who are on the wait list, right? Every single week I've been emailing the wait list, giving them tools and strategies and different perspectives, letting them see some of my coaching style, getting to know them better so that when we kick off the first Sunday in January, we are ready to go. This kind of work that I described today is very reflective of the work that we do in a more engaged and structured kind of way inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation. So if you relate to this work of upgrading your thoughts, if you relate to this work of changing your energy and of getting out of your own way, definitely get on the wait list. It's a great way to learn more about how the 12 Weeks works and if it's right for you. And you will have the first opportunity to join because we always open up to the waitlist first and that is on December 11th. You can get on the waitlist by going to the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 687 or you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform. If you go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform, there's all sorts of testimonials from folks who have been through it before. There's a video that goes through all of the details in terms of how it works and what you can expect, the time commitment, which really is very low because it's meant to be part of your life, not an addition to your life. This is not like extra work, but rather modifying things you're already doing, time you're already spending. It talks about the financial commitment and the payment options and all of that kind of stuff. So you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform to get on the wait list and to learn more. But I would love, love, love the opportunity to help you change your life as we go into the new year. Make today amazing. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.